under the influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. Hello, I'm Johnny Bravo. Welcome to season two in the band. Today, you're going under the musical influence of today's guest, Felicia Sullivan on Under the Influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. I'm so excited to have Felicia here. Felicia just sang that intro and our <laughs> mid and our outro that she so wonderfully did with her band. And we'll talk about her and her band here in a minute. So say hi to everyone, Felicia. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Welcome to the show. I'm glad that you could be here. We're going to talk to the whole band, but today we're just focused on you. You want to get right into it? Yeah, let's go. We'll get right into it. The first question is tell me a little bit about your musical self. And we're in this particular in the band uh, season two, we're including the name of your band or group what all the people do and all that stuff tell us how you kind of got into music what your you know musical self is and then you can go into your band and all that good stuff yeah so i have pretty much been in music my entire life uh, my family is very musical we're one of those families that you gather around the piano at christmas and sing and so i grew up doing that i grew up singing in church and there are videos of me just from a very young age singing doing all of that so it's kind of just been my entire life I always knew I wanted to do something with music and then Josh who is the guitar player in my band year of October and my husband we met in college and we started writing music together then year of October just kind of sprang out of that and year of October is my band uh, I'm the singer Josh is a guitar player and then James is our drummer yeah and you guys have what three albums out that are available on streaming and I think on Bandcamp uh getting ready to have another I think you're working yeah. on another one yeah we're working yeah we are working on another one it is done recording but it's not out oh, yet cool. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So you guys have three albums out. Uh, you guys have been around. And you guys are from Nashville, mm -hmm. Tennessee. Are you guys close close to that? Are you guys right in the middle of Nashville? Yeah, we're like right on the outskirts. It's still pretty much Nashville, but it's technically old hickory. Oh, okay. Okay. How's it? Uh, how's it feel being in a rock and roll band in country land, Tennessee, <laughs> Na Nashville? Um, home there, of country, I guess. Yeah, it really is home of country, but there is a good rock scene, especially on the east side of Nashville. We have so many friends that play in some really awesome rock bands here, and it's just getting even better. So I think that maybe rock is coming up here in Nashville. Oh, that's good. Do you guys play with a lot of the same bands all the time when you guys are touring and that kind of thing? Or is it, um, it change up quite frequently? When we're touring, it kind of changes up because we play with different locals and different towns. Um, when we're in town, we'll play with some of our friends sometimes. Um, but yeah, on the road, it switches up and it makes it fun. Yeah, that does make it fun. And so you and your husband, y'all met when you were in school and then started writing songs. And then did uh, that form the band or did you like find the drummer and did that form? But had the band form? It started with me and Josh and we've had several different members over the years because we've been playing since like 2010. It started with us writing music just kind of on an acoustic guitar and me and him playing together. We always knew we wanted it to be full band but we just had to find the right people and so we've had changes through several members throughout the years. Josh actually switched from bass guitar to lead regular guitar. Then James has been with us since 
the beginning of 2019. I think we really finally found a good fit with the three of us when that happened. How would you describe your singing style, your voice? Because you you have an eclectic voice. Like when <laughs> when I'm listening to the uh, your music, a uh, year of October on Spotify, it's just your voice is so distinctive. And I mean, I could probably name a couple artists, but I don't want to give away what you're going to tell us. What do you think, <laughs> or what have you been told? Yeah. You sound like or your your influences or that kind of thing. So my main influence, like for me growing up, it was I really wanted to sound like Ella Fitzgerald or Etta James, Aretha Franklin. That's what I always wanted to be. I love the old soul sound. And so that's kind of what I aspired to be growing up. And then I got into more rock music like Zeppelin and Sabbath. I have been told recently that it kind of sounds like Amy Winehouse mash with like Ozzy Osbourne which I think is weird but it's good I mean <laughs> I'm not gonna complain I mean, about those it are two, <laughs> yeah those are two great singers to be you know next to you, you don't want to complain about that mm-hmm. well let's move on to question two and we'll um, talk about when you first discovered music how old were you what were you doing what do you what were you thinking about well my mom has videos of me when I'm two years old in our living room writing songs and I grew up in church so they're like songs about baby Jesus and donkeys and stuff I have been doing it literally my whole life I don't know it just always music always meant something different to me and I could tell like even at a very young age because I I took dance for a long time too and they called me the walking talking karaoke machine because like any song they ever played, I would like immediately remember all the lyrics and I would like sing them constantly. I don't know. I just think that music has been a part of me, I mean, since I was like one or two years old. Well, that's um, a great story. And a lot of, you know, singers and a lot of singers that you mentioned start out in the church mm-hmm. and, and sing a lot of, you know, gospel and soulful songs. Do you feel like that that influences you at all? Or do you feel like you're Music has turned, you know, more since you were little about writing Baby Jesus and the, and the, and the <laughs> I donkeys. I mean, it's definitely changed. <laughs> My, yeah. yeah, definitely changed a little bit. It has definitely changed. I do feel like singing the, like, gospel and sort of stuff. I mean, I think it makes you a better musician and all because Josh played in some gospel um, bands playing bass. And I, you have to have major chops to be able to play gospel music. I think that it just helped me very early on. I mean, even to know like where I'm supposed to be in the melody singing growing up in church doing that did. Yeah, it's like you you learn that, uh, you know, from from the church. It's almost like when you see Justin Timberlake and all those that learned, you know, from Disney, Mm -hmm. you know, they really had their kind of inspiration young in music. And when you see that, it really transcends into what you're doing now and and how you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that's uh, that's really awesome. I didn't mean to put you on the spot as far as (laughs) with the Elvis. You know, he sang gospel for mm-hmm. a good long time, and, and and so did, you know, Johnny Cash. You're being right there in the middle of uh, country land. Have you ever watched that uh, country documentary that's been on? I don't know if it was on PBS or what it was. Is it I think the it's Ken the same Burns that, one? Ken Burns, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. I watched some of the um, Hank Williams 
part and I think I saw a little bit of like Willie Willie had to be in it yeah we were in Orlando on tour and me and James our drummer were just sitting in the living room and it was on TV so we watched it for a little bit yeah it's really cool I'm um, talking about the origins of country music in you know my home state of Virginia your home state of Tennessee and how that whole thing just kind of escalated uh, so to speak uh, and it's just uh, you know an awesome story of that foundation so I mean you got some some really great foundation where you're at and what you're doing that's 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 awesome stuff all right we'll move on to question three what was the first song that you remember Give us, you know, the title and the artist, um, and if you remember. I don't actually know the artist because it's from a musical. Um, okay. It's from The Sound of Music. I don't Who did The Sound of Music? I can't remember. I have it in my brain. This is what happens when you get put on the spot. I know. <laughs> I literally was just Julie thinking about Julie Andrews, her. isn't yeah, Julie, Julie Andrews, Andrews um, and, and her crew. It's just the sound of music. That's the song. It's funny because I just, I loved that movie when I was a kid. And so it's one of the songs that has stuck with me. And it, it's a funny thing, like I said, about my grandparents having the piano at their house and us all gathering around and singing. Um, that's like the one song that my granddad is like, that's Felicia's song. Like every time I'm there, he'll make my grandmother play it on piano. And so I'll have to sing the sound of music at the family gatherings. <laughs> so. It puts you on the spot. Yeah. Julie <laughs> Fun fact, um, I used to do theater. I think I was in, it was elementary school and I tried out for something and I sang Do Re Mi oh, to yeah. try out. <laughs> yeah. So sound of music, I, you know. You get started out in movies and, and seeing uh, this, you know, the songs in movies, and that brings music into your life, too, you know, mm -hmm. and, and TV now, you know, so unexpectedly that That's you get how, uh, those yeah. influences. Exactly. Like, one of my favorite artists and songs now, Feist, I found her because of an Apple commercial my freshman year of college. That, like, one, two, three, four, yeah, that. she. I found her because of that commercial, and I will forever be thankful to Apple for exposing her to me. <laughs> it's uh, fun uh, to explore and to find uh, music in uh, those different lights, and we talk about that on this show, you know, all the time about how some people have listened to, you know, movies and soundtracks and gotten their uh, songs from that. And uh, Sound of Music is a good one mm -hmm. to, to get your influences from. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. So hang on. We are back. I'm Johnny Bravo. You're going under the musical influence of today's guest, Felicia Sullivan, on Under the Influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. What's your song for that long-distance dedication, your couple song? <laughs> and I know that you're married. I am. Sometimes this puts people on the spot. <laughs> Um, so you can talk about your husband and y'all's song, or you can talk about something else if you would like, and then you'll have to deal with that later. Yeah, I'll go with him. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Don't uh, sound so sad. It's, it's all good. <laughs> no. uh, the song that we danced to at our wedding was At Last by Etta James. And so I think that's probably that's probably a good one. I love Etta. That's a good song. It's uh, mm -hmm. and a great artist. Uh, so that's and that's one you have to really belt out when you, as you know, as a singer, mm -hmm. um, you have to really, you know, what do you start? It was a crescendo, right? You kind of start low and then go high, and that yeah. how that song goes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so you have to kind of start slow and, and uh, go with that one. That's an awesome song. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can remember, or maybe if you don't, you can talk about a concert. But what uh, is the first concert that you remember going to? Or uh, one that uh, you want to remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a lot that I want to remember. The first one I actually remember going to, though, was at a church in Paducah, Kentucky. And it was Christian Singer of the time. I was very young. I was probably eight or nine I don't know and my parents couldn't go so they let me go with a group of teenagers from church and I felt like I was the coolest kid ever and it was a Jackie Velasquez concert I got a t-shirt and she signed it I was on top of the world that night <laughs> that must have been great mm-hmm. Jackie Velasquez yes I haven't said that name in many years <laughs> is there ever been a show that you would want to go to that you've that you thought about going to or that you didn't go to, that you maybe have missed an artist? We just recently saw Jack White at Ascend Amphitheater here in Nashville, and it was amazing. But when the Tours went and did their last tour, I wanted to see them. And every time they were close to us, we were playing that night. So I'm super disappointed that I didn't get to see the Tours when they were on tour again. Jack White is good, too. I don't know if I've heard of the Tours. I'll have to check them out. It's one of his, like, side projects. I did not know this. Yeah. He was on one of the talk show hosts, and I saw him on there, and he was talking about a story, and it seems like, I guess, him and the Tonight Show guy, and they were talking about something where he would listen to his song when they were out at a baseball game or something, and how that made him feel, and he made him feel proud. Seven Nation Army, mm-hmm. I think, was the song that they were talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. Which, you hear that song all the time by them, which is a great song. Yeah. Don't get it's me wrong. It's crazy. A great song. <laughs> what was your first music purchase? Was it a vinyl, tape, CD, or stream? It was a cassette. And it was Leanne Rhymes Blue. Okay, Leanne Rhymes. That was a good song back in there. I remember that song. I used to play that a lot at weddings. So it's funny because I had I hadn't listened to it in years and like I just I was like, I'm gonna put this on because I haven't listened to this album in years and I remembered every single word. So I I wore that cassette out. <laughs> yeah, Leanne Rhymes, she had a lot of albums out there at a young age. I don't remember how old she was. Was she sixteen or was mm-hmm. she thirteen? She was young when that when that came out. She was really she was, young. I feel like it was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was really young. young. Yeah, so that's um that's good. Great voice. Yeah, she does have a really good voice and a distinct kind of cadence, I guess, with her, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the way she talks, too. You know, she talks like with an accent that's, you know, kind of unique as well. Yeah. So it's a great song. All right, well, hang on. We'll be right back after this. We are back. I'm Johnny Bravo. You're going under the musical influence of today's guest, Felicia Sullivan on Under the Influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. All right, Felicia, what is your favorite song? This one is hard. It's really a toss up between Moon River by Andy Williams slash Audrey Hepburn's version from Breakfast at Tiffany's okay, and Vienna by Billy Joel. Oh, those are two great songs. So what, what makes them your favorite? They make me cry. I don't know. They draw emotion out of me. And I think that any great song can do that. And I mean, a lot of songs make me cry, but 
I don't know. Those two, I just think that they have such like a beautiful melancholy to them. I could put them on anytime and they'll make me feel something. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen, uh, we were just talking about concerts. Have you ever seen Billy Joel in concert? I have not, sadly. That is another one that I would have loved to see. If you ever get a chance, uh, go see him. We've seen him twice. My my daughter, that was actually her first concert was Billy Joel. And he is awesome. He does such a great, yeah, he does such a great job and still just going away at the keys. Um, he looks a lot different now. Somebody said he looks like when he's at the harmonica, almost like a, the Darth Vader when he's coming out on the return of the Jedi, <laughs> which I think is kind of mean, but he's still, he's still kicking it. Uh, he's still doing a good uh, show. So if you get a chance, go see it. You'll rock out. Hopefully he'll play Vienna. I think he normally plays Vienna, but he, he might not. Yeah. You might, you might miss that one. What is your favorite band or artist or group? I love Nora Jones. I've loved her. I mean, since her first record came out and I think she's probably my absolute favorite artists i think it's cool that she kind of does whatever she wants to do like she does duets from anyone from like willie nelson to like q-tip and stuff and it's like she does what she wants to do she did that awesome album with jack white and i think danger mouse was a part of it too rome she's just great and all of her songs are so good and I just, I like her a lot. I think she really impacted a lot of the ways that I write melodies and stuff as well. So I love her a lot. Now with her being able to do like all those different things, do you think, you know, with your band, with Year of October, do you think that you guys had like a certain thing that you wanted to do when you first started out with the way your band operated or like, you know, as far as like the the albums that were coming out? I mean, are are things like happening in the way you would want them to happen with your band? Uh, You know, is it a good progression that you think you feel like you guys are doing what you want to do or did you guys have like a roadmap are you following the roadmap or is it just kind of like we're here we did this we're here we did that kind of thing we have a roadmap for how we want the music to sound or how we want anything to turn out it's kind of more like a fluid thing and we kind of just write what feels right we don't like to put things in boxes so like even when we're writing together if like we're playing something we don't ever be like oh that sounds like so-and-so song because then that would put something in each other's minds and we would like progress the song and make it sound that way even if someone else had been thinking something different so we have like a rule where we never say this sounds like that because it can go somewhere completely different that if we wouldn't have put that block in someone's mind at the beginning so we have that rule I think that the progression of how our music is growing is great I love it I think it's going in the right direction but we never really talk about that so it just kind of happens well that's cool because a lot of bands nowadays I mean I used to work at a record store and we would have to you know put everything in categories and you know this was rap and that was r&b and this was you know pop and mm-hmm. we didn't really have an alternative so then every every other thing was rock wouldn't yeah. it, you know or classical or whatever and it's like so funny now so many bands are like really you can't really categorize them there's they're doing so many mm-hmm. things that it's like you can't really like if i was working at a record store now I'd be like i don't know where to put 21 pilots or you know you know mm-hmm. or some of these other bands that are doing just so many different distinct things that back in the day would have just been like straight r&b or, you know or whatever it was right. and that's kind of all yeah. you hear i mean there was there were still bands that were out there doing stuff like rem that would kind of push the envelope and that mm-hmm. kind of thing but now so many bands are just like exactly like what you're saying and that's great that you guys mm-hmm. don't put that block in and kind of keep those creative things going so you can 
keep the band fresh and, and the music that you're making fresh and all that yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think for a while it might have made it harder for, for us to find like the people who like us because they were a lot of people want to put people in boxes and they're like, well, you're not metal, but you're not soul, but you're not this enough. And I'm like, but like, if you just listen, like it's different, <laughs> like we got all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it took us a while, but we finally found some good, good people that it's like, yes, you get us. <laughs> do you have a lot of the same people that are uh, coming out to see you guys when you guys playing around Nashville or in the local yeah. area? Mm-hmm. So you have like your, your yeah. groupies, so to speak. Yeah. We finally, finally got a few of those. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you see them around. That's awesome. Yeah. And your, your music is expanding and social media has such a good thing to play in that as well. You know, that's something back in the day, if we were going to be in a band or sing or do something like that, it would be like in a dark alley, come over and check out my trunk, you know, and they open up the trunk, got a couple mm-hmm. CDs I can, <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute, I don't know about this. Yeah. And now you can just go like, you guys are on Spotify. You guys are like, you know, you know, probably Apple Music, all over the place, right? Wherever music mm-hmm. is, you guys, and that's just yeah. awesome for an artist to be able mm-hmm. to just put something out there and immediately it's like, bam. Do you mm-hmm. guys have to do anything for that, or you just? I mean, what's the process that you just kind of get your stuff and put it on there, or do you have to get certain yeah. rights to it, or how, I mean, is it like a big no, long process? Uh, not really. There's a website that you like upload stuff to, and it distributes it out to all the streaming and everything. So once you're done with the record and you have the release date, they can distribute it for you to everything. So it's not too bad. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was like back in the day trying to get like a four track with a tape deck. I mean, we just had so many issues if you wanted to try to do uh, stuff um, I used to have this rapper, his name was Versatile, and he would come into my room and I had all this DJ equipment and he would just play sample music and just mm-hmm. rap with the sample and we'd make tapes. But it was like nothing like you could do now. I mean, he could he could have put that oh, stuff yeah. right on the internet. It would have just been mm-hmm. like... Immediately. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome stuff. Well, we're at the end. Can you believe that we're at the end? Are you are you ready for the last question of the day? Yeah. All right, let's, the last question. let's do that. Well, we'll see here in a minute. Let's do this drum roll first. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right, it's the big finale. How has music impacted your life? I mean, it's it's what I do for a living now. And so I think that it has impacted my life in a huge, huge way. I can't imagine life without music. I grew up in musical theater and church and dance and my entire life, I feel like there's just been a soundtrack to it growing up. I mean, I feel like it's that way with everyone. Uh, you have your memories that are attached to songs, and when they come on, it takes you to a good place or a bad place. I mean, I just, I guess, took it to the next level by deciding to make it my entire life, and <laughs> it's what me and my husband do together full-time as our jobs, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, that's cool from the dreams of a young girl all the way up to a woman doing you know music in this industry. That's just an awesome thing with your band, Year of October. You're out on tour now. You're working on another album, so that you have three that are available on uh, streaming platforms wherever you get your music, right? Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Did you grow up in Nashville? Is that where you grew up, or did you grow up in a different different area? Where, what area did you grow up in? I grew up in a really far western Kentucky, in Mayfield, a town called Mayfield. Okay. And yeah, and so it's about as far western Kentucky as you can get. The little tip. So is Kentucky a lot different than Tennessee? Um. 
not too different. Not too different. Same, it's similar. Sim- it's pretty similar. Yeah. Similar. Well, that's good. <laughs> and do you guys go back to Kentucky and or have you been to Kentucky to play? I know you guys travel around. I don't know if you guys have been to Virginia. We might have to find some spots here in Virginia for you guys to play. We have. You we have been to Virginia? Yeah, we oh. played in Richmond, and we played in Lynchburg. We played in Lynchburg a few times. Okay, well, I missed you we guys actually, when you were in Richmond. Yeah, yeah, th- that was uh, early on in 2019, and then we played Lynchburg a few times. We were actually in Lynchburg when we had to cancel our tour because everything started shutting down uh, in 2020. Oh, yeah. So we well, were there a... right, like, March 12th. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that was um, right on the cusp of everything. Mm-hmm, right on the cusp. But, yeah, we go up and play in Kentucky a lot. We play in uh, Paducah, which is close to where I'm from, in Murray, and then Lexington, where Josh and I went to college at the University of Kentucky. We play there in Louisville, Bowling Green, all over the place. Well, I am mm-hmm. glad that you were able to talk with me today. I'm uh, so excited that, uh, you know, not only that I'm talking to all of you guys, but I'm talking to you, and I'll talk to Josh later on. You're going to be the first episode he's he's going to be episode two and then we're going to talk to the to uh james the drummer as well and you guys were so awesome to uh you know do the intro and the outro and the mids for (laughs) for me to take that song and and kind of recalibrate it and use it for yeah. that purpose. And it's just so rocking. Every time I play it, it just gets me so pumped and ready for the show. It so much. It was great to hear it again. And I got to, I went to school for broadcast journalism. So I got to use my broadcast journalism voice again. Oh, that's good. Very often. Yes. I, yeah. You don't get a chance to pull that out. Very. I did, uh, you know, radio school too um, at mm-hmm. high school, vocational education for um, radio. And uh, right out of high school, I was doing, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, research. I would call people and ask them, Hey, have you heard this song? Do you want to hear more of it? Do you want to hear less of it? And then I originally, and then I finally got on the radio and was doing the radio. But for a while there, I was just Rick from mid Atlantic radio research. Sometimes I was (laughs) Fuquan. Yeah. My son laughed at when I said I was Fuquan. He said, did people take you seriously when you said Fuquan? They like, they didn't listen to what I was talking about half the time. They just hung up. So it was a good job to get, you know, minimum wage for. So I'm glad to be able to bring out your, your broadcast journalism again. (laughs) All right. So I want you guys to uh, go and check out uh, year of October. They're on Bandcamp, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know the exact where to go on Bandcamp? Yeah. Year of October.bandcamp.com. Oh, there you go. So she, I knew she was going to spit it out quicker than I would be able to. So check them out (laughs) on Bandcamp, go order all of their cool hats and t-shirts and get all their albums. Um, Uh, on vinyl, tape, CD, stream, whatever you want to get. They got it all available for you there at Bandcamp. Thanks for going on to the Musical Influence of today's guest, Felicia (laughs) Sullivan, on Under the Influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. Go under the uh, influence on Instagram at DJ, J-O-N-N-I, Bravo, underscore, under the influence, or contact us by email, DJ Johnny Bravo, under the influence at yahoo.com. Check out my other podcast with my son, Hero Chat Show. Please subscribe to Under the Influence. DJ Johnny Bravo, where you listen to your podcast. I'm Johnny Bravo. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.
no longer under the influence with DJ Johnny Bravo. Until next week.